0: Good morning and welcome to Generation Z, these are a series of documentaries where I have been speaking to the teenagers of Sligo. We have spoken to people from all different areas in the town, different ages, uh, boys and girls, young men and young women, some starting out in their teenage life and some coming very close to the end, 19 year olds. We asked them questions like, where was their favorite place in Sligo to go and think? What makes them happy? Who inspires them? Who impresses them? What do they think of our local politicians? Does the future of the planet concern them? And how important is money? And a very surprising answer from many of them is, what role does social media play in their life? You may have expected that to be a negative answer, but many of them have answered positively to that question. Now, this morning, I have a very important guest, her name is Inez Leonard and she is from Turbercurry in County Sligo. She is 18 years old and shortly before her leaving cert, she was in a car accident and she had some fairly severe damage to her lower leg and since then has been dependent on walking aids. Um, she speaks quite candidly um, and very very passionately about how difficult it is for people to get around who are disabled. And she certainly made me think. Um, hello, uh, my name is Inez Leonard. I'm 18 years old and I live in Curry. Well, good morning, Inez, and thank you very much indeed for joining us on this morning's uh, Generation Z as part of our series of documentaries. Um, and these are going out on the Up and Running Business Show. OK, Inés, the first question that I asked everybody through this series is, where is your favourite place in Sligo to go and think?
1: Mm, that would be a difficult one for me to answer because it depends. Um, sometimes if I'm here in Tupperkerry I might go out to the forest walk. It's just a lovely forest tracks you go around. I also quite like Strand Hill. Um, I can't, don't really like Ross's Point but I do like to go to the beach sometimes.
0: Maybe in a scroll as well. So it sort of helps you relax standing on the beach? Yeah.
1: Well, I kind of just go onto like, the pier and the promenade and all that because I can't really get
0: onto the beach. But I still like to just go and sit there sometimes. Now, here's the second question Who is your favourite person at the moment? I don't have one. Well, you're the only person that has answered that question with that. You just don't have one particular favourite person. No. <laughs> Well, we'll move on. Um, who do you admire most in the world? Mm. Again,
1: don't have anyone really. Not one person that stands no. out. No, kind of more like groups because I'm involved in a lot of volunteering and kind of activity cha
0: trying to push for change work. So, so is there any... It
1: varies.
0: <laughs> is there any particular group that you admire then that you think does really good work?
1: Not really. Not well, not in Ireland, There w- it would be some kind of more overseas, but like there's some kind of more people that work more for disabled people and trying to make change. Wheels No Heels on YouTube is someone I really kind
0: of look at and her stuff is really helpful. Yes, I've actually uh, watched some of that myself. She's excellent. Um, Okay, so I think um, the listeners will be very interested in the answer to this question because it's the beginning of Inez telling us her 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 story. So what is the most unkind thing that has ever happened to you?
1: Uh, well, the kind of the worst thing that's ever
0: happened to me is I was hit by a car
1: <laughs> crossing the road. So,
0: Okay, so Inez was in an accident last March here in Tuppercurry. Okay, so tell us what happened. You woke up ordinarily in that morning.
1: Woke up, headed out to school. Now I walked to school because it's only about 15 minutes from the house. Uh, got there. Traffic was a bit busy. But again, half eight in the morning. You, nothing would you really would glance second thought at. Crossing that road has always been a black spot. And I've always said since the day I started there, something will happen to someone. So there was there was a bus unloading. So the traffic was backed up. Walked out. The traffic was backed up. I could listen, look, hear, couldn't see anything coming. Went to go out and then just out of the corner of my eye came there and I had no chance to do anything.
0: Okay, so that was the accident. And what part of you was most hurt?
1: My left lower leg. Yeah, that was only injury was my left lower leg. That was it. And how long were you in hospital in I was kept for one night initially and then I was let go. And then I was back. It happened on the Monday. I was let out on the t- Tuesday. Okay, went home. Was resting. Tried to go to school. Only managed two hours due to se- severe pain. Went back. Went home, trying to get swelling down, and I couldn't do it. So I had to go back into A&E on the Friday, and I was kept until
0: that following Monday. Okay, so your life has changed dramatically since that day so just tell us a little bit of what the journey has been like for you since last March. Let's just say it's
1: there's been a lot of ups there's been a lot of downs Um just before it happened I had put my application in for university and obviously I was still very interested in that so I was like we th- initially thought it would heal and I would have no further issues so I kept going I did my interviews for uni and then it, we, we realised that that particular course I was going to do, it wouldn't have worked. So I unfortunately had to decline the offer I received and then decided to do a PLC in North Connaught College. And that's what I'm doing at the minute, about halfway through.
0: And you're loving that. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. If anyone um, listening to this is anyone that's finishing their Leaving Cert, not sure what to do, any doubts, whatever... Even if, you, even if you're even if you someone who's set on doing a course, and even if you're set on doing something, do a PLC first. It eases you in, and it gives you that kind of TY part too. When I started, and when I got my first assignment, they guided you through, they really held your hand with feedback and everything. And I wouldn't have coped to college if I hadn't done that first. Without the guidance, without the support, I just would have ended up dropping out.
0: Okay, well, there's very good advice there. Um, The next question, um, how does social media influence your life? Well, for me,
1: from a personal standpoint, social media has been amazing, particularly since the accident and me just trying to adapt to everything. There's very few resources here in Ireland, particularly for people who have had an accident and as a result of that have, have issues with their mobility, etc., So they were just amazing because it helped me figure out how to do stuff. And it was just everything. It was just the support I needed. And then to see people going through the same thing just makes life so much easier.
0: And these are the points about uh, social media that, you know, I've really learned doing these programs is how much your age grouping is. Use social media for, I mean, education, be it how to put on your makeup or what nice clothes or you have an interest i mean we had um heath on who was Djokovic, the tennis player and he learned all about him on social media you were talking about the wheels no heels i mean that type of thing is brilliant for someone like you isn't it
1: absolutely when we bought we had to end up buying my wheelchair just so i was able to have some independence and as i had nothing from the hospital or any input in like how to use a chair how to get a chair So I just went out and started watching her videos and she really breaks it down and kind of shows you the step by step of how to push yourself, how to show, how to tell people how to help you. It's all just, and then she goes and she's done like, she's done Disneyland, she's been to Australia, you know, and she just breaks it down and takes you on the journey with her. Like I've just come back from two weeks in Malaga on an Erasmus program and Without those videos, I would have been a lot more stressed travelling through the airport because she just showed me what to expect, what you needed to do when you got there and all of that and it just makes life so much easier.
0: I just want to remind you, the listeners, that I'm joined um, in Tubercurry in County Sligo by Inez Leonard. Inez is 18 years old and she is taking part in the last of our programmes of the series on Generation Z. So the next question we have here is what do you think of our current politicians? Any thoughts on them? Don't ask me anything about them because I'll go on a huge rant. <laughs> so I have a feeling that the answer to this question is going to be negative rather than positive. Yes. Um. There's been a
1: lot of... Um. My real view of things is the politicians don't think Ireland exists when you're outside Dublin. Because I've, like for me, for a lot of stuff, I've had to travel to Dublin. Why can't the services be brought to the West of Ireland? People exist here. There's no services for anything. Well, there are some, but they're not what they need to be. With the amount of people living here, it's just not there's not there's nothing.
0: So you're talking now here about services for someone who had an accident like you?
1: Yes, services so like physio, OT, everything like that, there's very limited here. Now what we have there are amazing. And I'm also gonna briefly touch on um, adult mental health services. I, we know that CAMS is really in the news at at the time of recording this, and I have to say my experience with adult mental health services was not the most positive. And again, I feel like that was more down to the service as opposed to a lot of other stuff.
0: So if a politician was to be canvassing, which they will be again, we're going to have an election uh, probably in the next in the in the future anyway. I'm not going to predict that. So if a politician was to knock on your front door, you would have plenty to say to him. Oh,
1: 100% like for me here just living in Tubba Curry, there's very little services and very poor access for disabled people. We make up a huge percentage of the population yes a lot of it is invisible disabilities but why can't we be able to leave our house and le- live a completely normal life why aren't the services there why isn't there enough parking why isn't parking because we have to have parking permits why isn't it more enforced if you don't have a permit you get fined because so many people park and block the bays and then when i'm using my chair i'm stuck there's no parking etc and there's just so much more if they came to my door I'd probably tell them to f off and don't come near me because you're not you're all you're all chatter about doing stuff and then you never make anything happen so
0: get lost okay well you're forewarned is forearmed for anyone who's knocking on Inez's door Uh, Inez what makes you happy Uh, well
1: I have a dog and she's absolutely amazing and then I also really enjoy working towards making change happen. So I'm part of Sligo Disabled Persons Organization and I'm also involved with Tubacari Community First Responders. So there's really there trying to make change happen and better outcomes for people. I also really enjoy sport. So I play wheelchair basketball in Sligo and I'm looking, hopefully some I'll find somewhere that does horse riding for disabled people. And I'll hopefully be able to get back in the saddle, as I've done that for years before the accident happened,
0: and now it's really hard to
1: find somewhere that's willing to work with
0: me. Okay, well, if there is anyone listening this morning who um, is providing um, horse riding for disabled people, you can contact me at Claire at Ocean FM, and I will pass that on to Ines, because I do think over the last couple of years we have we have spoken to people who offered that service. Ines, what's your favourite memory? Mm.
1: I'd have to say my recent trip to Malaga because it was the first trip I've done kind of on my own but I was in a group at the same time and it was just so amazing to just go somewhere I was there for two weeks on my own working just loved it it was just such an amazing trip
0: Is there any one thing that you would like to achieve in your life?
1: not one thing but there would be several Um, so I don't know if
0: you want me to absolutely we're all dying to hear Um, obviously to make
1: the world more accessible for disabled people provide ramps get rid of all the steps in places that don't if the steps don't need to be there and you can put a ramp in get a ramp in get a lift in like we need more like when I was in Malaga there were drop curbs absolutely everywhere that have pedestrian crossings on them. It was amazing for getting round. Why can't we have that here?
0: Will you just explain to me, and i sorry, what's a dropped curb? A dropped curb
1: is, we ha- you'll see going all around, the, how high the footpath is off the ground. A dropped curb is where that's been made to the same level as the road. So you don't have that massive little, you don't have that big step. The step's been made a little bit more of a ramp, so you can cross the road without having to drop down onto the road
0: what a simple thing so okay so just just to explain to the listeners and me actually if you didn't mind if there's a big curb and you're in your wheelchair and you're trying to cross the road what difficulty does that how difficult does that make it for you
1: for me in the current wheelchair i have i can't do it i can't cross the road um for people that are in more lightweight chairs that have more experience they might be able to take the front wheels So the small wheels of their chair off the ground and just go down the back wheels. But you're jumping down off a curb into into the road. You've got oncoming cars. You're only four foot something tall. They won't see you. You know, so it's just, and then that's for manual chairs. If you're in a power chair, forget it. You just cannot get across the road. You can't do anything without there being a curb there for you to get
0: down. Just something that we need to be aware of and think about more, isn't it, really? Ines, there is one big gripe you have about the, the the dropped curbs when there are dropped curbs. So the dropped curbs are when there's when it's at the same level as the road, it makes it easier for a wheelchair user to cross the road. Go on.
1: Um, it's um. don't park in front of them because if you park in front of them then even someone even just a buggy it can't it makes it so much difficult and if you see one one side of the road you go to cross and then you can't get up the other side that means you're in you have to go in the road until you can find
0: another one just pure and utter thoughtlessness and I suppose it's just asking all of us and all the people listening this morning to just just think for a little second about um, where you're leaving your car and how difficult you could be making it for someone in a wheelchair, or as you said, somebody with a buggy. Ines, the next question is: What frightens you? Is there anything that frightens you?
1: Not really, because I've kind of I've kind of got to the point in my life where I just see take everything as it comes. If a challenge comes up to me, like what it what like what has happened, I'll just find a way around it and I'll deal with it. No, there's not much that really
0: terrifies me anymore. Okay. Um, where would you like to see yourself in the next 10 or 20 years?
1: Um, for me, it's really up in the air. And there's a lot of, for me, it's a see how I go. Um, the plan A that I was applying for just before the accident happened was to go and study paramedic science and become a paramedic. Um, I'm someone who doesn't like to sit still so I don't like doing a desk or anything like that so I'm someone who wants to be out there doing stuff the plan my plan now is and I've applied for it now is to study social care again to go and just be someone who gets what gets what you're going through and you're not just going from the textbook it's my life it's coming from lived experience as opposed to the textbook so i just want to make a difference and be there for people and be what i had what i didn't have
0: when i needed it most does the future of the planet concern you
1: in ways it does and in ways it doesn't um stuff that really can concern me is what we had last year you know the massive forest fires and just complete destruction of everything like those people's lives they're gone everything is gone you know you don't even know how like fortunately in ireland we haven't ha- experienced it but we don't even know if those areas an you can be lived in again so like, and they're gonna ha- keep happening like we had it in may over in mainland europe last some last summer we had it down in australia and new zealand it's just like those kind of really severe events and then the whole increase in the flooding and all that again it's just it destroys people's lives and everyone you put so much work into stuff and then everything's just gone in a split second
0: i think that uh i know sort of have an idea of what the answer to this question is but um i'm going to ask it anyway um what are the biggest issues um affecting your future
1: uh lack of accessibility is the biggest issue that i'm dealing with and you know it's just that whole thing of people don't think you know it's just access is the real issue for me and that's just for me to be able to go and live my life normally
0: but slightly differently <laughs> okay and um, what worries you most about the future uh, not really
1: much i just kind of will see how it goes and if we can if it, we can we'll find ways around everything and we can just deal with it deal with it as it comes don't stress about things too
0: much that's a wonderful attitude to have is there anything in particular holding you back from achieving your dream?
1: accessibility is the big is and I know everyone listening is probably sick of me saying that word, but that is the way it is, and access is just like there's places here like I've been in um a t u and sligo accessibility in there amazing. Why can't that be everywhere? Why can't we just go be able to get in the car go somewhere? And not I have to think, you know, there's just so much, everyone, like I had an amazing experience when I was in Malika, um, I had interior design students come up to me, and they were designing a room that had split level, and they were asking me, where will I put the ramp? Will I put the ramp well away from the stairs, or will I put it beside the stairs? Why can't we have people that are designing roads, designing streets, designing buildings, come and talk to people? That are disabled, you know come and talk to wheelchair users, come and talk to people using crutches, guide dogs, just ask us people visually impaired using a cane, just to say it, hearing loss, everything we need to be involved in these decisions in order for everywhere to work for everyone.
0: How important is money to you? It's helpful,
1: but you can get around things and like growing up we haven't always had it hasn't hasn't been there in the back pocket all the time but you find ways to do things and you save you just learn to not not always want stuff really quickly and it's just I say to people best kind of upbringing is an upbringing when you have to watch when you have to watch your finances because then you can't go and just make impulsive purchases and all that you just you just have to stop and think it really prepares you for life.
0: (laughs) How would you describe yourself? Mm.
1: I think some people would describe me as um, uh, caring and friendly, but I can also get pretty snappy. Um, Especially if I'm somewhere and I have access issues or whatever. It's just, I can just, I'm lovely, but
0: if you see me and, but I can't snap at people. Well, I haven't seen any evidence of that luckily today. In is, I'm just going to ask you a question that isn't part of this because I, I really want to know the answer to this. Before you had the accident, had you ever thought or were you conscious of how difficult things were for anyone in a wheelchair or someone who was disabled?
1: Yes, because um, before I had the accident, I had something called hip impingement. Uh, I was lucky, and it was act- it was picked up very quickly by my horse riding instructor at the time, so we did manage to get things dealt with. But after my surgeries, and while I was waiting for surgery because I was scheduled to have surgery March of twenty two, March of twenty, and obviously COVID that didn't happen until October twenty twenty, so like that was a long time of being in pain and having the whole issue, and that was just one side. I have it I have it in both sides. So then I had to go and have the other side done. So for me to be able to go out, like for me to go to the Dublin horse show in 2019, I had to use a wheelchair. So I was thinking about it then. And I also, my father is also visually impaired. So I was always kind of conscious. It was always there in the back of my head, but now it's become more in the front of my head. And I'm always thinking about it and trying to push for the change that needs to be made.
0: I just think it's important to say, just say, for example, we're actually here in Cawley's Hotel in Tubbercurry on the main street of Tubbercurry, and the reason we're here is because I thought it would be easier for me to come out to Tubbercurry to meet Ines, um, than for her to come into Sligo because she'd have to get the bus and then she'd have to get from the bus to wherever we would plan to meet. But say, for example, on a normal Saturday when you have a number of chores you want to do in town. You obviously have to put some time into thinking of how you would get in and how would you get your jobs done as such.
1: Yeah, you have to plan. You can't go and just do stuff. You have to plan everything. So like for me, on the morning, just before we I came and recorded this, I, went into, I came into town because I had to just renew my gym membership. Very simple job that most people probably wouldn't think twice about. But I had to go off for before i even left the house i had to think have i the right supports on um have i got the r- how much pain am i in what mobility aid do i need can i go out by myself or do i need to have someone with me and then how far is it how far is it to the gym how far is it back that's and that's stuff that people just don't you don't think twice about
0: and you will be delighted to hear what this is the final question in is are you happy
1: I am happy, um, it's just I'm starting to be dealt amazing opportunities and I've got my life, now. I'm living my life now, It's nothing's going to stop me. I'm finding a way and if there's issues, I'm not being quiet about them. I'm speaking up about them. Like, why hide things? Like, this is something that I want to let everyone know about because it's one of the biggest things that can really be an issue for people with disabilities. If you're ever in a disabled toilet, The cord needs to be all the way to the ground. Most places tie it up. If that's needed, if someone needs you, they can't call for you because they can't reach you. They can't reach the cord. So for any businesses, anyone working anywhere, please always make sure that that cord is on the ground.
0: Well, Ines, it's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you so much, indeed. You've certainly given us things to think about, and I wish you the very best in the future. And we'll stay in touch.
1: Yeah, and thank you, Claire, for uh, getting back to me when I reached out. It, I just saw it come up on my on Facebook, and I was like, "This is an amazing opportunity. Why hide everything? Why not speak out? The only way I think change is going to happen." is if people like myself come on these shows and speak out.
0: I want to particularly thank Inés this morning for being so honest and open with us and sharing her story. That's all we have time for on Generation Z this week. We will be back with you next week with another in-depth interview. Um, And in the meantime, thank you so much for listening.